0: Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. seat Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Roycey.
1: What better way to have a Friday fun fest than with the Mavericks, one of the most fun bands of all time, even though... This is a shock. The Mavericks split up for about 10 years before they had a reunion. Even <laughs> of the, course they did. Even the band that sounded like they were having more fun than any band on no, ever, <laughs> they hated each other too, but they got back together after 8 years. Now, although I was trying to look and see if they're on a—you know traveling around making any appearances. But can, can you
0: really be a successful band no, in any them. form if you don't no. hate each other?
1: Well... As, as we've talked about it with Johnny Height and everybody else, because of the limited number of people and the num—it's—it's it's a baseball season, right? It's hundred. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're, if especially when you're young and trying to make it, you go any anybody that'll have you, right? Mm-hmm. You play one sixty-two, and it, but there's only five of you or four of you, and it, you know it's bad enough when you're in a clubhouse when you got twenty-five guys. And you can just try to get along with the people you can get along with, right? Mm-hmm. You can stay over in your own corner. These yeah. guys, they all got to get along with each other. And if they can't, then all hell breaks loose. So I guess that explains it. But you're right. If it's, if you don't have at least one guy who was hospitalized for a drug overdose and, <laughs> uh, you know, or, uh, and, uh, and split up, these guys split up for eight years before wow. they started, uh, having a reunion again. But, uh, the Mavericks are, uh, Uh, Once in a while, uh, you know what? Once in a while, I'll listen to Outlaw Country, and I love Elizabeth Cook, who does kind of a a midday, you never know when you're going to have her on, foul Elizabeth Cook, who's a country artist of some note, but also uh, she's on Outlaw Country, allows any any language you want to use, but she loves these guys. She put me on them. Uh, Paul Deacon, Raul Malo. Eddie Perez and Jerry Dale McFadden, and uh, their origin was in Miami. That is a Miami sound, isn't it? Mm -hmm, It's it's not quite salsa, but it's almost getting there. So anyway, the Mavericks, we don't have that many uh, uh, Friday Fun Fest musical uh, appearances left, and in fact, we usually don't do them at the fair, so we might have one. So I'm thinking September 7th eight of our uh, eight of my, well eight of my favorite songs from eight different artists I would think. We, Ooh, okay. we, I don't think we can let one Ooh. I don't think we can let one group dominate I like on, that the, idea. on the send off don't you? Yeah, we got we got to do that. I think we'll do that. I Agree. Anyway, uh, so today I uh, I was calling talking to David Dave Lebacco, one of our uh, uh, I needed a column for Saturday. And uh, driving home yesterday, I talked to Dave, and I was asking him about a couple of high school situations, and he says to me, he says, uh, Gordy Shaw is coaching the offensive line at Maple Grove. Gordy's back home, and uh, he's decided to go to work at Maple Grove. And of course, you know Gordy was the offensive line coach when they were rushing for 4,000 yards a year and had... Maroney and Barber and uh, Gary Russell and all the all the other studs in that offensive line did the great cut blocking, and they were fantastic. And Esslinger, he turned Esslinger into a uh, Outland Trophy winner and a Remington Trophy winner. And he's a great guy. He's a good guy. And Minnesota high school coaches love him. He was their main recruiter in Minnesota from uh, at least... Uh, he, he started there in 93 with Wacker. And for Mace, at least... He lasted till toothy. He lasted all through it, and he was the main recruiter for Mace there, years and years. So we were. He's a wonderful storyteller. And before the coaches started having their early morning meeting, they had a they had like an eight a.m. team assembly, and then they went out and practiced. So we were there at six fifty or something. So I, I said, to me, Matt Lombardi was at Wyzetta when Laronitis switched his commitment from uh minnesota to ohio state and yeah. gordy's the guy that recruited him and gordy was telling that story and and uh they've they had him locked up and they had him mace mace back then i guess the coach could only take maybe it's still that way he could only make one official visit even if it was the hometown kid okay So they made the visit out to Laronitus's house, and the front of the house was decorated with gopher stuff. There was a gopher thing here, and a gopher, you know, gopher banner and a gopher thing. And and he said, they mace walked out of the out of the place and said, "We got this, kid man." And and not that many schools were after him, right? Uh, And then he had a game against Cretan Durham Hall, and Cretan had these. Three stud offensive linemen, and I just made twenty-five tackles, and and uh, apparently Dick Tressel was in town here, and that Creighton game caught his eye. Dick Tressel, Jim's older brother, who was from here and was on his staff, but he coached at Hamlin for years and a mm-hmm. good guy. So he called the brother and said, "We better take a look at this guy." So all of a sudden. Uh Gordy's either I can't remember where he said he saw him. He's at the airport or something a month later after their visit, and he sees Jim Trestle walking through the airport and he's what the hell's he doing here? You know. Oh. <laughs> so he's thinking, he says, You must be here to see those Cretan linemen or something. He doesn't, he's noncommittal. Anyway, Tressel's in town. So Gordy, just to see what's going on, makes a pass past laranitis's house there's ohio state oh. stuff. <laughs> there's ohio state batters and stuff and he said like now he's he's somewhat nervous to say the least and so he goes out to the YZ high school the next day to check to see if he's still got his guy or not he's gonna go see brad anderson and say what the hell's going on here and he walks around a corner in this mob of Wyzetta High School, and Larry is walking down the hallway with a with a Ohio State hat on, and he sees Gordy and he grabs a hat and puts it behind him. <laughs> but uh, can you imagine though how many stories a guy like oh my Gordy God. who's done how many recruiting stories these guys oh, have? Yeah. Because Endless. basketball coaches have a thought. Dutcher can get me laughing, unbelievable. And they're recruiting five guys a year. You right. know? Oh, and football, yeah,
0: you're, you're football, talking. Football, you got hundreds mm-hmm. of them.
1: And kids switching, guys trying to sneak in behind your back and stuff. You, get, you can, I think a guy could spend, you know. Gordy started as a coach at, at his alma mater, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, in 1977. And he had five jobs before he went to Wyoming in Division One, And then he came here in 93 and he was here 14 years and then Brewster didn't keep him. He ran the program there in that little interim and then Brewster didn't keep him. And uh, so, and since then he had, he's okay, so that was 06. He didn't coach in 07. So he started up again in 08. 08 to, 08 to 14, he had five jobs. And then he went to, he finally said to hell with it. And he went to, Colorado State Pueblo, which is D2, and he was out mm-hmm. there three years, and then he just decided, he took a job selling uh, equipment for this outfit that sells practice equipment, dummies, and, you know, whatever we sell for practice The blocking
0: sleds or whatever. Gilman right.
1: Gear is the name of it, okay, it's okay. been around since 1929. He took that, but then the offensive line coach for Maple Grove is a Hawaiian kid, and he got a, and he's been, he was with Matt Lombardi from the start, 2011 in Maple Grove, but he got a chance to go back to Hawaii. So then, B- 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 Gordy's got a house out there on like, near Rush Creek in the Maple D- Grove <laughs> School District. One of his neighbors is a big booster of Maple Grove sports. And football, so Lombardi says, just go over there and sniff around and <laughs> see see, what's if, see if Gordy might be interested. And sure as hell, Gordy's back. Uh, wow. coaching again this week. So, uh, stories, man. He's, he's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But laughs> and of course, I'll tell you another thing that didn't help the U with the laryngitis case. Sid kept calling him up, telling him he was never going to be good enough to play at Ohio. Sid thought that was the way to sell a kid like that, who's one of the hardest working out, hard-nosed, great kids of all time. Telling him he's not good enough is right. not the way That'll to convince do the trick. him. Yeah. That might have worked in the 1954 when guys were a little more insecure of themselves athletically. And Sid was right. Larainitis only graduated as the leading tackler in Ohio State football history. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he probably takes credit for that, then doesn't he? I motivated no, no, him. No, I just he was trying to get him to
1: stay with the golfers. Oh, oh, oh was, I got you. He was you. telling him that's that, what. You, okay, okay. You'll never play you. there. They the I got you. Yeah, he used to be worse at it. Uh, Not, nah, I mean, he doesn't do it anymore because they couldn't understand him if he called. But. Uh, uh, but uh yeah laranitis was one of his last great campaigns to uh make the kids stay here you know laranitis was a defenseman in hockey with who'd they tell me some other great big monster out there those two oh dominic barber he and Dominic, oh, yeah, yeah. he and Dom Barber were a defensive pair out there. Ooh, or oh, played, my gosh. Or, or played hockey together. And, and oh, there's a defense, big defensive And man. they were the best of friends, too. And, uh, <laughs> and Gordy told, I'm calling, I call up Dom. I said, Dom, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and then he drove by and saw the, the Ohio State banners and he knew they were in trouble. We'll be back. The Mavericks are today's Back musical guests. Uh, do they play Maverick music at Maverick football games? Reavers? Do they? Uh, they did, should. Yes, they I didn't should. I even thought Why of that. Not?
0: Make the tie-in. This yes. would be a great touchdown celebration mm-hmm. song.
1: <laughs> so, uh, talking to Gordy this morning, he reminded me of uh, something just casually, and then I asked him for more details. I guess I knew somewhat about it, but he's coaching at Wyoming. He's got a. He's got uh, three daughters. And now he's got two granddaughters. He said the harem has gotten larger because he's you know got the got he's had nothing but girls. But he and his wife and I can't remember what the exact reason are are in Fort Collins for some. He would I mean he might have been there recruiting, and it's a little better shopping town than Laramie. So the wife came over and they got three daughters, the youngest of whom was six months old, and they're driving back on one of those lousy mountain roads to go into Laramie. And it starts snowing, and it starts snowing pretty good. And Gordy is in the front, in a vehicle in the front, with one of his daughters, and then his wife is following him in her, in her van, and they're driving along. And you know, he's, he's just going along, and all of a sudden, these ambulances start coming by in the other direction. His wife is, you know, back aways, and and then, and then another one. You know, no. They see a couple of cop cars going by, and then they see one ambulance, and then they see another ambulance. Turns around. Finally, he says to his daughter, "He says I think we're gonna. I'm gonna turn around and see what's going on here." And they, they, uh, the van that they were in, uh, Deb is his wife's name, got hit by a semi. Oh my god! And uh, knocked into the one of these deep ditch burrow ditches that they have mm-hmm. in Wyoming. Six-month-old baby oh, was oh, no. uh, was brain lived, you know, Aubrey, uh, b- brain injury. Oh, the wife man. had to get cut out of the car with a, the, you know she had to get cut out of the car. The one daughter got oh, banged up bad, but she was okay. They said if the other daughter had r- ridden with her mom and been in the front, because the other two were in car seats in the back, had she would have the thing would have landed in her lap. She would have been killed. Oh, my and gosh. Uh, but. You know, he comes back and it's touch and go with the baby for a long, long time. Yeah. And the wife's all built up. But the baby, Aubrey, is now in a and she's she had some problems as far as her right side and she had some cognitive problems for a while. But uh, he told me some great stuff. He he is the number one booster of public education in Minnesota you're gonna find. Because he said, if you apply yourself if your parents take an interest and you apply yourself in a school, like they went to the Maple Grove school district, mm-hmm. you know, you can be anything you want to be. I, I got, uh, nieces and nephews who are proof, proof of that too. They went to Armstrong, but, uh, this Aubrey, you know, she's a, it, it took a little longer, but she's in a PhD program in, at Idaho. Wow! And the other, one of the other daughters is a chemical engineer and the other ones, uh, some other, some other dang thing like that. But, uh, can you imagine making that U-turn? And, uh, no. And she said oh that. Oh, my gosh. And it's funny that uh, uh, a good Catholic gal, and uh, she she's like out, and she pops up, and she knew that Aubrey was really badly hurt, and she says to Gordy, uh, Aubrey hasn't been baptized, and then she blacked out again, you know? So mm. they end up calling a priest when they get to the hospital in Laramie, and Joe Tiller, and uh, when the priest came, you know, this was the kind of the old traditional way of really worrying about the baptism. Joe Tiller was out in the hallway waiting, you know, the, he was the coach at Wyoming. And he ended up being the godfather because Gordy walked out in the hall and said, uh, we got any uh, uh, people who practice the Catholic faith here? And Tiller yeah. was one, and uh, mm-hmm. some other woman who worked at the univer at the university. There, so mm-hmm. Joe Tiller, who just that uh, passed away, of course, is uh, yeah. was was her, uh, Aubrey's godfather. But uh, what a uh, yeah! I ended up writing a normal size column on Gordy. Uh, just talking to him a half hour, I could have written a hundred inches.
0: You wow! Know? So, wow!
1: But it's uh, he's a really good guy. He you know he's. Uh, he was uh, anti-brew when he got fired obviously and uh, but he also told me that they had JJ Watt. You know, he was in their recruiting class. Gordy recruited him. Mm-hmm. And they had they were full when Mason got fired. They had 22 recruits he said. And JJ uh, Watt was one of them and JJ Watt as you know was under the radar.
0: Mm-hmm. And it yeah. ed-
1: ended up going to Central Michigan first
0: before then, he went to Wisconsin yeah. Then, yeah,
1: and And yeah. Gordy said JJ Watt came for his visit, he was already, you know, locked up, but he came for his visit, which happened to be right after Mason got fired and he went in to see Brewster and Brewster was so busy trying to line up his own guys, he gave gave J.J. Watt his business card and said, uh, give me a call, we'll talk about this. So anyway, J.J. Watt called him back, numerous times and received no call back so he's so Gordy and he called Gordy and Gordy says well I, I guess he didn't want you I'll get you someplace else and he got him at Central Michigan so JJ would have helped that defense I think so yeah that's
0: mm-hmm. probably a fair
1: assessment and yeah. Gilreath they had Gilreath in that class too they had Gilreath in the coming of the university and then he went down and became the Armstrong kid David yeah. Gilreath who became one of the great kick returners in Wisconsin history so so that one didn't work out too nice, well. Nice work, Brew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice nice job. Well, Brew thought he was going to recruit the world, you know, because he was Mr. Recruiter. If you want to get some, you better bring some. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What I'll always remember is him proudly telling me how many uh, guys he had uh, lined up to uh, have kids uh, declared to be, uh, uh, what? what's the term for big can't the, the troubled learners you know what's the, what am i trying to think of that word that uh you know that uh you can get them at, you can give them extra help uh and uh, he, he was bragging about how he was getting these marginal kids in school and could give them out bragging, oh, extra help
0: that's something to brag about mm-hmm. <laughs> well i mean of course in regards to bruce all i can play is just
1: uh tim brewster what do you think after this is there hope for palestine and israel <laughs> yeah first uh, i think that was the first uh sports show
0: not a bad first sport show not a bad introduction <laughs> that was good that was good i'd like uh you think
1: any you think any chance we can get phil for the last one
0: Oof. you know what I we'll set the, the day, wheels in motion i think it's
1: the day before their
0: first game oh that might be trouble yeah. or
1: maybe it's the day after yeah. when do they open
0: I don't know. No, that, that, no that because they be a, open during the fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: It has to be September 7th. That must that that might, yeah, it might not work out. That's not our culture. That's unacceptable 100%. Yeah, that's true. Hey, by the way, when we come back, I'll, I I want to mention something. A really great idea that Ohio State had for its football players. Mike from New Prague is the tournament director for the uh, New Prague portion of the Minnesota State Class B and C State Tournaments. You have your first game tonight. Mike, who we got for the opener?
2: Yeah, so thanks for having us on, first of all. Uh, New Prague is hosting Ortonville, and this will be New Prague's first home game back at their home park since July 1st, as we closed the park down a few weeks ago to get her ready for the tournament. So they're hosting Ortonville, and we're expecting a nice big crowd here in New Prague for our first-ever uh, state tournament game in the city of New Prague. Hey,
1: Mike, I was I, dro- I was driving down to see Reavers' uh, worthy uh, uh, club fight the M- Montgomery Mallards, right? Yes. The mall- yeah. And I stopped and looked at the ballpark. Pretty spiffy, sir.
2: Yeah, we've undergone about a three-and-a-half-year renovation. Uh, the city, the school district... Some private baseball groups and private folks have put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into the ballpark over the past three years. Uh, New backstop, uh, new press box, new dugouts, uh, a fan deck that we're calling the check deck, uh, and a lot of different improvements. And so we're super proud. We're super happy to show it off to fans from across the state. And uh, we're really excited to get this tournament going. Uh, Are they
1: going to let us park on the golf course, or are they going to keep playing golf right next door?
2: They'll, they'll keep playing golf. They did close down the community pool, though, the outdoor one. Oh, really? One. That, that is shut down for the tournament here and for the summer. But you can swing on by the New Prairie Golf Club you and can, uh, either get in nine or 18 holes. You
1: can hit a ball in that pool if you pull it uh, properly foul, right?
2: Yeah, if you're bad or not. Oh, no, yeah. On the <laughs> golf course, you could maybe shank one over there, no. too. But, yeah, if you pull a foul ball, um, you can uh, splash one into the pool and uh, get a little... Hmm get a little wetness going over there. So, uh, yeah, it's possible to drop I it in I used to
1: play that New Prague golf course with great regularity uh, when they're down there with the Prior Lake guys, often uh, after several beers, uh One of my uh, proudest achievements was on the last hole there hitting a – or was it nine? I can't remember. Hitting a screaming line drive that went into the machine shed there (laughs) on the right-hand
2: side. Yeah, uh, Yeah. number 18 uh, kind of comes up along the first base side, right side of the ballpark, so it gives you great views of both right there. And you get a
1: nice tingy tin sound, too, when it uh, rattles in there, so that's good. All right, here's my main question. Whenever a place is hosting the state tournament – any special concession treats. Now, like Gaylord had, has the smoked chops when they have there that are impeccable. Uh, Jordan had the, uh, the pork burger, pork, pork burger, the, the pork sausage from Picarna's made into a hamburger. What do, do we have any old Schumacher's recipes at the concession stand in Newprig?
2: Yeah, you know, there's nothing that's jumping off the menu, but our good partner is Odenthal Meats from down the road in Heidelberg, Minnesota. Oh, They're providing all, all of our meats. We're going to have pork burgers and hamburgers. Uh, we're going to have brats and hot dogs. And so we'll have all the usual fare, and we're going to pull it off and do things uh, very, very well. So anything on that menu, you'll be excited to eat. And we'll, uh, we'll be happy to serve it to you. Well, if you got pork burgers, that.
1: we're already in. Although the Czech sausage would have been pretty neat, too. But the Czech, yeah. the Czech deck, I like that. I like that. You're also the, uh, the uh, uh, commissioner of the uh, DRS, which is, what do you got now, 14 teams?
2: We have 13 teams in the league, uh, of which one is Class B, and that's Elko. The remaining 12 teams are Class C, so we're a 13-team league.
1: And uh, it was always, uh, for many years, it was kind of the, oh, the small town, little struggling uh, uh, league. But a bunch of new ballparks, uh, remodeled ballparks, and uh, that league has got some pretty good talent now.
2: Oh, yeah. We're a very strong league, in my opinion, and in others, too. Um, Yeah, very strong. We send four Class C teams to state. Uh, Elko is also going in Class B from our league, so five of our 13 teams will be in either the b or class c tournament and yeah great talent uh, a lot of good ball players a lot of good ballparks as you mentioned and uh, we're super proud of what we have going on down here in the drs league that's uh, for sure now uh
1: newt prague has pretty well fed the union hill team through the years uh did the uh, more of the kids stay home with the new ballpark or uh, did we still still enough New prague ball players to feed a couple of teams
2: there's still enough to go around, and I think a couple of years ago someone did a small analysis that over a hundred New Prague high school graduates uh, were on a DRS roster at one point in time uh, here in the past few years. And so New Prague really feeds a lot of the teams. There's there's New Prague kids speckled across. I bet you half uh, of the teams in the league, maybe a little bit fewer. Uh, but uh, yeah, New Prague is kind of a feeder system, and uh, all those little. New Prague suburbs, if you will, the St. Patrick's, the St. Benedict's, the Vesleys, the uh, Union Hills, uh, those uh, all have different New Prague kids on them as well as other other towns as well
0: and pat i should make mention too and and mike would correlate this the uh the the, the new preg baseball team is in really good hands they just hired tanner oaks to become their new oh, really? uh, head coach of the baseball team this past year the high, school, uh, the high, school team. high school the high school team yes i'm sorry the high school is going to
1: take them how big the high school is you're booming down there uh enrollment wise right
2: yeah pretty we pretty have good? last year's graduating class was over 300 kids just wow. over 300 yeah, and I graduated probably, uh, let's see here, 17 years ago, and we had 200 kids in my class. So we've, uh, we we're have we've definitely growing as a community. I think the population sign says 7,321 or 621, so we're over 7,000 people, plus our little suburb towns, like I said, around us here. So we have uh, a great big school district, a nice community here. I'm looking forward to showing it off for the state tournament.
1: Uh, the Orioles are in the tournament. Uh, I, uh, Reavers could answer this. I didn't ask you about it. Have they been regular attendees, or is this uh, – they, they, they're in most years?
2: They, yeah, yeah, they've been in here probably the past few years, probably out of the handful, the past handful of years, probably three or four or five. Um, I couldn't give you the exact stats. In fact, but, they, uh, were a, yeah, they were they were
0: they were a game away, Pat, from playing for the state title last year. They lost to the same Lake Henry Lakers that we lost oh, really? to last year. Yeah, they they had a really good run last year. The new Prague Orioles did.
1: Hey, Mike, did uh, the uh, the uh, new Prague what what goes into bidding for a state tournament now?
2: Well, Chris could probably answer this just as well. <laughs> yeah. I was really part of the process back yeah. in 2013, so maybe Chris can offer some
0: some thoughts. You know, a lot of the part—so basically, Pat, what you end up doing is, you know, we, we had a failed attempt a couple of years ago, but we did secure—Farible, fairable. is, uh, we did secure uh, the right for the 2022 state tournament with, uh, with a partnership with the Dundas Dukes. And, you know, you've got to show the state amateur board, you know, your commitment of not only the ballparks, but— the number of volunteers, and to be honest, the three parks that are part of it this year, New Prague, Shakopee, and Jordan is the third site. Those are three really great ballparks that have a tremendous following. And it it takes, as Mike can tell you, it takes a village to put one of these state tournaments on. And it's a lot of, sometimes it might cost a marriage or two, but it's a, it's a lot of work for a lot of guys. And, and everybody involved, I know this; these next couple of weekends are going to do a fantastic job. Hey, what do
1: you got? You have just one game tonight. How many on uh, Saturday and Sunday? Four each day?
2: Just one game tonight, like you said. Four tomorrow and then three on, three on Sunday. Sunday.
1: Yeah, they don't like playing that late game on Sunday anymore, if they can. About Correct. It. Hey, tell me about the hotel downtown. Schumacher redid it years ago, and it's been redone again, right? The hotel bras, is it?
2: Yeah, it's actually going to, I think it's going to be like a community, or I'm sorry, kind of a uh, uh, event event building for hosting different events, uh, maybe weddings or anniversaries. Uh, I know it has changed some hands a few times during the past couple of years or so. But I think it'll be kind of a, an event center, if you will.
1: Okay, it's so it's not a uh, lodging uh, place anymore, then. huh? Beautiful I don't old want to building, man. Turn,
2: but I don't think it will.
1: <laughs> All right. What? Uh, how is the uh, New Prague a very proud football town? What is, What are the rumors on the high school football team? Good turnout? Are we going to have some of those tough check kids uh, put New Prague uh, back in the state tournament?
2: I hope so. You know, we have less farm boys than we used to have yes. on the team. I think I talked to one of the players the other day, and they obviously were starting practice. And uh, they're looking forward to a, a new a new season, uh, renewed hope. Um, I can't tell you what their prog- uh, prognostications are. But, uh, yeah, some good, strong Czech boys. They've been lifting weights this summer, so they're looking forward to a good season.
1: Uh, is the, Are the Stikas a uh, farm family by uh, previous generations?
2: Yeah, the Shtikas, my, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a St. Patrick Stika, my okay. grandpa and some of his, uh, brothers all grew up in that area. So we're kind of Northeast of new Prague. Um, uh, a couple of my uncles still do some hobby farming, but, um, yeah, it's kind of a, of a, a farm family, if you will, from generations ago.
1: And you uh, used to have 12 kids, and now two, huh? Two, three, like yeah. everybody. That's, uh, that's
2: my, my dad came from a family over 10, <laughs> uh, so definitely. You have a good Catholic family.
1: Okay. Hey, thanks, Mike. Have a good tournament. We'll see you before it's over.
2: Thanks. I appreciate it. Good All luck right. you guys. Thanks for the coverage.
1: All right. Mr. Reavers, yes, uh, the uh, Fairball Lakers will play Sunday evening in yes. Shakopee?
0: We play in Shakopee at 5 o'clock. We take on hated Stewartville Racine.
1: How come they get to have two towns?
0: Well, that's you know you're tucked away there as a so, as a so, southern suburb of the Rochester. a Rochester bedroom yeah. community. They're bigger than Fairport. They, uh, they've stage. they've put together some good teams over the years too. Stewartville Racing has. So where
1: yeah. is the Shakopee Ballpark? Of course, the one right, right that, off the, 169. The one sixty nine. The great one that used to be down in the on the water mm-hmm. is gone.
0: Yeah, so it's right off uh, one sixty. You know where the high V is in in Shakopee? Right off. One sixty nine. No, I, I think it's seventeen. Doogie knows. Where you literally—that's that true. he does. I was going to say is it the high V. <laughs> but you can <laughs> you you can literally see <laughs> the lights from then. the ballpark. They don't mean it. The high V. They do yeah. doogie. It's so. about I, I would say five minutes from Canterbury. It's it's great. It's a it's a great ballpark, and they, and that park too, Pat. Has gone through a lot of uh, uh, remodeling, and they've got a couple of great decks on the sidelines. I was just there a couple of nights ago watching the Victoria. You gotta team have play. the
1: drinking deck. Check. Oh my Check god, deck. Yes. that's
0: pretty good. I wanted to get to how much you charge me for a bucket of beer after wanna, the game.
1: Uh, that's too bad. My brother doesn't move around like he used to. We couldn't. We can like to like to get down there with him again just one last time to ask? Walk in a bar, in new Prague, <laughs> and ask which one of you cheap Bohemians is going to buy me a beer. <laughs> he was. You know, I'm the tactful one in my uh, group. That's, oh my god. <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> that's that's the horrible truth.
0: And by the way, really quick, uh for all your state tournament information, they created a Twitter account just for the state tournament so they can give you updates on games. It's just NP Shock Jordan 2018. I'll retweet it out there for people if they want more information. Jordan. Why is Jordan? Jordan's the third site this year for oh, the okay. for the state tournament. Okay.
1: All right, we'll be back.
0: Quiet please, we'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick.
1: Flying down from Nova Scotia today, I was looking at the country as I always do. And there was something wrong. There were no shell holes. There were no bomb craters. The bridges were all in. The houses still had roofs. That is the real George Patton speaking to a crowd in New York after he returned from uh, World War II and uh, was uh, bragging about the fantastic work of the Third Army uh, at this reception that he received. Well, uh, on this day in history, Patton won the race to uh, Messina in Sicily, that uh, that marked the end of the Allies' conquest of Sicily, and he was in a informal race in a, in a battle of two raging egomaniacs. He was in a informal race with British Field Marshal Bernard L. Montgomery and his Eighth Army, and Patton got there. And of course, one of the great scenes in the great movie Patton is when. Very pompously, Montgomery and the Brits come marching in to Messina, to uh, the the screams and hollers and cheers of the of the uh, Sicilians. And when they get around the corner, Patton's waiting for him with the with the tanks and the whole thing, and <laughs> and basically says. George, I've been waiting for you, or something like that. But they, they uh, apparently had a, a mutual loathing for one another. Manny has not seen
0: that movie. I have not. No, I've I've only seen. Uh, How about you, a lot of The clips that you showed me today. I have not seen it either. Uh, what? In I know. God's I name is <laughs> wrong with you two kids. We've made you give so those, bad. You're
1: quitting. Give those, <laughs> give those kids to grandma for a weekend and watch Patton. All right. God, this winter. I mean, it's. Uh,
0: I, I will tell you, I'm very intrigued to watch it. Though, <laughs> after the, all the scenes that you showed oh, yeah, me it's earlier greatest, this afternoon, uh, it's, one of the great
1: uh, war movies of all time, and George C. Scott. Uh, it, it wasn't close voting for the academy award well and he, he he turned it down i can't remember why yeah, i mean but, he didn't turn it down but he didn't accept it. and he was based on the scenes that you showed he was like the perfect choice for oh, it to, God, i he mean was, he looked just yeah, like george patton sounded like him well he was a great actor yeah he was a great actor there's no doubt about it he's uh you know in the hustler as uh you know He's he, he's a great character in the hustler too with Jackie Gleason and Paul Newman. you got to if you haven't seen that movie, I'm really ashamed of you. The uh, <laughs> hustler. All right, the, the great scene there. Jackie Gleason is the is Minnesota Fats, mm-hmm. and they're playing pool. And Eddie, uh, fast Eddie, is Newman, and and they've been playing for ten hours or twelve hours. And Fats goes in and washes himself up and puts a carnation in and comes out and says. All right, Fast Eddie, let's pay, play some pool. This has been <laughs> uh, We'll be back. How would you dance to Mavericks music, boys? Kind of a... Any
0: way you want. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> boys, this is a I'm- good
1: idea. I don't I'm- know why anybody around here can't think of this.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> the Ohio State Buckeyes are going- went to Thursday's Beyoncé concert in Columbus, Ohio. This seems like a great idea. I don't. I just don't know why uh, they didn't think of it earlier. Nobody else thought of that. Ryan Day is the acting head coach, and he uh, told them, "You guys are going to the concert tonight with Jay Z and Beyonce." Well, that shows what a dummy he is. You don't put Jay zs no, name no. before Beyonce, Beyonce. Comes not anymore. Not the, not anymore. No, that's true. Uh, but five hundred concert tickets were tickets were provided by the tourist promoter. Uh, to Ohio State and uh, Ohio State students at no charge. This was to stay away from the uh, benefit unavailable to other students uh, deal. And uh, while the football team was able to enjoy a night watching uh, this, uh, based on tickets purchased through the NCAA Student Opportunity Fund. Anyway, they uh, they went there, and uh, here's the here's the thing they threw in there though. They weren't going to go, well, they probably would have, but they the, uh, they made senior kicker Sean Nurnberger, who's one of the better kickers in the country, mm-hmm. it was raining. At the end of practice, they made him make a 39-yard field goal. If he missed it, they were not going to, uh, they were not going to, allegedly, were not going to go to the concert. And they had two of the coaches run at him and try to do that. And, uh, you know, that would have been fun, especially if he missed it. Then it would have been uh, seen, seen if they would have actually sent him or not. Really good idea. Why doesn't Phil think? Anyway? Not sure. That's yeah, a good bonding experience. Know, really or yes. Original. Yeah, where they build, uh, you know, it's, there's a message in it.